thankful for each person that came out tonight. We have many that had other obligations they had to meet tonight, and I was aware of them. And uh, so I'm just thankful that you're here. It, it's it's uh, I guess it's encouraging to a pastor just just to see how many turns out all the time. And I love you, and I and I love to share the word of God with you. And uh, if you'll open your Bibles to Hebrews, Hebrews, the sixth chapter, Hebrews, the sixth chapter, we'll start reading at verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had uh, patiently endured, he obtained the promises. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for con confirmation is for them an end to all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled to the, for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor for our soul both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 19, it says, This hope we have as an anchor for the soul. Have you ever been in an earthquake? How many has ever been in an earthquake? Well, you know, it's, a, it's not a good sensation at all. You get the feeling that nothing stands still, nothing is firm, and uh, there's nothing left to hold on to. The most solid structures are moving and the, they're toppling and they're falling and the uh, ground's heaving and the trees are uh, waving to and fro like, the wind, uh, like a, a reed in a wind. And uh, there's nothing that you can really depend on. And I can tell you from experience, because we used to have these earthquakes when I was in Japan, it's a scary situation. What, what can you hold on to when there's everything is moving? And uh, there was a man in uh, the Carolinas one time when they were having an earthquake down there, and he looked up and, uh, during a, a time like this, and he looked up and he noticed that all the stars and the sky didn't seem to be moving. Heaven was not shaken in the least. 
And he realized that there is someone that I can hold on to. There is something that I can depend on. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what it's telling us here in this scripture that we have before us. It tells us the purpose. It tells us the power. It tells us the place. And it tells us the person of our hope. That which we can really depend on. And so first of all, let's look at the purpose of the hope. Verse 18. It says that uh, we have... It says, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. And so we have fled for refuge. I want to tell you something. Life is so uncertain. You can think that you have everything all worked out and it only takes about a minute for it to fall all apart. It, uh, there's nothing certain except that Jesus is coming again and that we have life in the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's nothing really concrete in most of our lives. And we have to put our trust in something. And most of the things that we put our trust in, we become disappointed. You know, if you put your trust in money, for instance, let's say you put it in a CD account. And you think, oh boy, this is safe and it's going to grow at a large amount of interest. And don't kid yourself, that bank could go, go broke tonight. And the, the federal insurance on these banks is about as secure as water. It's, it's very flexible and they're going broke. There's nothing that we can really depend on. And so our hopes are many times dashed. Our faith is shattered. And uh, we have to ask ourselves, where can we run? What can we hold on to? And the writer here says that this is written to encourage those readers who have fled to Jesus Christ for refuge. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 41. Then Moses set apart three cities on this side of the Jordan toward the rising of the sun that the manslayer might flee there who kills his neighbor unintentionally without having hatred uh, without having hated him in time past and that by fleeing to one of these cities he might live and just as those people in Israel were guilty of sin but they didn't do it intentionally they had a place of refuge. And we were sinners, but most of us didn't do it intentionally. We 
We were born into sin. We were born into a sinful world. We had a sinful nature. We, had, we were dead to spiritual things. And we have fled to the Lord Jesus Christ looking for mercy. And we're looking for someone to rescue us from this situation that we were in. And here in our text, we have the sinner fleeing for refuge from the penalty of sin. And their only hope is in this high priest that's after the order of Melchizedek. This high priest who is the Messiah of Israel. According to Numbers 35 and 25, it says that the manslayer could remain in the cities of refuge until the death of the high priest. Well, praise God, our high priest ever liveth to make intercession for us, uh, uh, according to Hebrews 7, verse 25. We're not, we don't have a changing uh, priesthood. Jesus is never going to stop being our high priest. He is forever interceding before the throne of God for us. And uh, that should bring comfort to our souls. And so next, let's look at the power of the hope. The writer here talks about an anchor. Verse 19. This hope we have as an anchor for the soul. The writer here is speaking of a hope that's eternal. This anchor uh, holds the soul from, from going from one place to another or drifting off. And he uses two adjectives here to describe the anchor. The first adjective he uses is the word sure. And the Greek meaning of the word sure here is not to make totter or not to baffle or foil. It's, uh, it's going to be what it's, what it's meant to be. It's sure. You can't, you can't uh, make anything else out of it. It's positive and something that cannot be tottered uh, when the test comes something that is going to hold in there and if you've ever been out in a storm in a in a ship you know that your anchors are important and if that anchor is is not holding you you could end up who knows where you could end up on the, the rocks smashed to bits. But you depend on your anchor. And the second adjective is the word steadfast here. And the meaning of this word steadfast is, the Greek meaning is sustaining one's step uh, in going. Something uh, which will not break down under the weight of something stepping upon it. And uh, in other words, the anchor is not going to give way. It's going to hold. It will not uh, break under the stress. Friends, I, I want to tell you something tonight. You can trust in God's promises. I mean, he, he it says here, that he, because there was no greater that he could swear by, he swore by himself. 
And when, when, when there is a, a promise made and there's someone who, who uh, 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 takes an oath toward that promise, that, that kind of settles it for everybody is what it says. And God has sworn by Himself. And it's going to come to pass. Everything that's written in this book will come to pass. We can depend upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We can depend upon the words that are written in this book. That's what it's trying to tell us. I know not where his islands lift their fronded palms in the air. I only know I cannot drift beyond his love and care. And that was uh, by a guy by the name of Witter. You cannot drift beyond God's love and care. God loves you. And it's as sure today as it'll be sure tomorrow as it was yesterday. Jesus loves his people. And you're not going to ever get far enough away that his love is not going to be there for you. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at the place of this hope. The place of this hope is in the sanctuary. In the sanctuary. The King James Version says, Which entereth into that within the veil. And the New King James says, Which enters the presence behind the veil. And then the Amplified Bible puts it this way. A hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. And so the idea that's being brought across here is that this anchor has entered right into the Holy of Holies. Right into the very presence of God. It's gone beyond the veil. You know that the veil separated the holy place from the holy of holies in the temple. And this anchor has gone through the veil and is in heaven itself. Our hopes are anchored in heaven itself. It's anchored on the Holy of Holies. It's anchored in, in the presence of God. And uh, this is a vivid picture that we have here before us. This present life is like the sea. And the soul is like the ship. And the soul is being storm-tossed on the troubled sea of this world. And the tempest-tossed ship is being held fast by faith, which is anchored to a rock in heaven. You know, if you threw an anchor over in it and it happened to land in the sand where there isn't nothing to hold on to, it would just drag as the ship was being tossed by the waves. It would just drag the anchor. But when it gets a hold of a rock, then it holds. And our anchor is tied to a rock that's in heaven. On Christ the solid rock I stand. 
All other ground is just sinking sand. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we come to the person who is our hope in verse 20. Where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus. Having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. If you'll turn to Matthew 16, please. Matthew chapter 16. Verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? I, the Son of Man, am. So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The rock on which Jesus was about to build his church, regardless of what some people may say, was not on Peter. Peter had just had a revelation that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. And this is what Jesus was going to build his church upon. On the fact that he was the Messiah. That he was the Son of God. On the fact that he was the Christ. He was the high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And the writer here speaks of a forerunner. And he speaks about this forerunner who has gone before us. And this is a new idea to the Jews. Nowhere in their history does it ever speak of a high priest as being a forerunner. And so I looked up this word forerunner in the Greek and it means running forward, going in advance of those who were sent before to uh, take an observation. One sent before the king to see that the way was prepared. Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. He's gone to make sure that everything is right, everything is ready. This is why he has gone. He's our forerunner. And he has entered the very presence of God the Father. He has gone into the Holy of Holies. See, the tabernacle and the 
the temple in Israel was only a foreshadow of the things that were to come. It was, the thing that the Holy of Holies that was in the temple was only a shadow of what's really in heaven. And so Jesus has entered the Holy of Holies in heaven. This is not just a, a one-time thing. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, I mean, it's not a thing that's done over and over. Uh, like the high priests, the Levitical priesthood, they used to enter into the, uh, once a year they would go into the Holy of Holies. And then they would sprinkle everything with blood before they went in. And they, they would tie a chain around their leg to make sure that if they died, they could pull them out. That was a fearful thing going into the presence of Almighty God. But Jesus has entered once for all. Hallelujah. And He is now in the presence of God Almighty. And He, he is uh, our eternal high priest. Not in the order of Aaron, uh, which is a change, changing priesthood, but He's in the order of Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek, He, was, uh, he had no beginning, and he had no end. Just all of a sudden, here was Melchizedek. And there was no beginning to his priesthood, and there was no end to it. And yet Abraham took and sacrificed to Melchizedek. And you don't, you don't sacrifice to someone unless they're greater. And Melchizedek uh, was the type of of Jesus Christ and so we have an anchor this solid rock within the veil within the Holy of Holies in heaven and this is the anchor that he's talking about here it's something you can hold on to and if you'll open your songbooks to page 297 Though the angry surges roll on my tempest-driven soul, I am peaceful, for I know, wildly though the winds may blow, I have an anchor, safe and sure, that can evermore endure. And it holds, my anchor holds, blow your wildest then, O gale. Oh, my, my bark, so small and frail, or on my bark, so small and frail, by His grace I shall not fail, for my anchor holds, my anchor holds. And I, I just have to kind of believe that the songwriter was thinking of this verse. We've got an anchor that's sure. We've got something that we can hold on to, something that's unshakable. Something that's unmovable. No matter what the winds or the, uh, the elements do here on this earth, we have something that will hold us fast. And that's being anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mighty tides above may, uh, may sweep. Perils lurk within the deep. Angry clouds o'ershadow the sky. And then the tempest rises high. Still I stand, the tempest uh, shock, 
for my anchors grip the rock. It holds. My anchor holds. I can feel the anchor fast as I met each sudden blast. And the cable, though unseen, bears the heavenly strain between. Though the storm I safely ride till the turning of the tide, my anchor holds. Trouble almost whelms the soul. Griefs like billows o'er me roll. Tempers seek the lure to lure and stay, stray. Storms obscure the light of day. But in Christ I can be bold. I have an anchor that shall hold. My anchor holds. Are you anchored in the solid rock? Are you anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ? If you are, then nothing's going to shake you. Nothing's going to ever come against you that you won't be able to stand against. For we have... We have the Messiah that we're anchored in. And he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. All of the counsel of hell can't prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. The gates is where they used to take counsel. We're the ones that are the militant ones. We're storming the gates of hell. They're the ones that better watch out. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to ask that, uh, Pat, would you close with prayer, please? Just what it said. He had heard it before, and it grew.